Everybody, welcome to the Log On Games podcast for Friday, June the three zero ith. The whole year's gone. Whole year's freaking gone. This month has flown by. Um, beefy episode, kind of. Um, there's obviously even since the last couple podcasts, there's been where's the Xbox Xbox stuff happening with the FTC, with other government official things. About them still trying to buy Microsoft, I mean, uh, Activision Blizzard. And I, I just, we tend not to talk about it, or I haven't put it on the outline because I tend not to care because it really doesn't matter. However, mm-hmm. there's a, there's been some just very interesting things that I want to go me. over. We'll go over um, And we'll go over that. Also, Annapurna, you may know them from their Game of the Year candidate, Stray. Uh, they had their stream today. Uh, so we'll go over some of those announcements as well. With me today, you can find him at Brown Berserker everywhere. <laughs> we have Andrew with us on the podcast. Everywhere. What up? Yo. What you been playing, Andrew? Bro, I am excited because I am two missions away from completing Hogwarts Legacy. Finally. Whoa. I'm, I'm farther not. than that away. I beat Tears of the Kingdom last Friday. And nice. I was like, I'm going to stick to my guns. I'm not going to touch Diablo until Hogwarts is done. And I've just been grinding Hogwarts now. So we're almost we're almost there. I'm, I'm going to start Diablo next week. <laughs> <laughs> Go play with us. I'm excited. Yeah, we need it. We'll, we'll get on it with you. I'm excited. Um, do you know which character you will play as in Diablo? So I want to I, I want to continue a rogue because that's what I did in. Um, no, Diablo 3. Did they have a rogue or what was it called? Yeah. A, um, it was a rogue. Um, they had a monk too. Okay, so I did rogue then, and I was like, I'm doing rogue no matter what. But then I'm like seeing like the necromancer, and I'm like, dang, that looks cool. So, so like, a necromancer. Okay, so okay. maybe I should just stick with rogue then. But I'm a rogue. <laughs> okay, you're. <laughs> but well, I will screwed. say, no, I will say this though. Like, I assume necromancer is the same for the yeah. rogue. There are two very different ways to play, and then yeah. you can also yeah. play anywhere in between. Like, I would I don't say know, more than. There's more than two for like, everybody. yeah, but I mean, two like opposites. Yeah, I've watched videos the on all of them kind of already. Right. Yeah. So you can play, um, kind of the thiefy, get in there, quick backstab, get out, that kind of playing. If you want to go that route with the rogue and very like close hand to hand combat, but like big hits and then get out kind of thing. Or my guy who is named Hanzo, where I'm just like all arrows all the time. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. The uh, Shadow Realm thing looks cool with the rogue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I use the Shadow, shadow Realm. Like, you can imbue your weapons with a couple, mm-hmm. like, poison. Poison. I'm a poison dude. Poison, so. Shadow, poison or... Boy. I think it's maybe Ice is the other one. Poison, Shadow, Ice? I don't know. But I do Shadow. And I, I, it's interesting because the builds of Diablo are super fun. I've got... I'm My guy's to the point where when I face a really big, like, solo guy, it's difficult for me to take him down. But if you throw 50 enemies on the screen, I'm yeah. like licking my chops. Like I can make them disappear in two seconds. I love it. And so it's just cool how it's you exciting. can build differently. Up. Yeah. And so I do have the shadow stuff well, I mean, where like if I, if I kill somebody with shadow, they blow up and hurt everybody around them, which yeah, then if it kills them, which, if it kills them, then they blow up. And so it just like, 
the wipes the screen sometimes is fun. I'm excited. If, if you want to play, if you want to play Necromancer, then it doesn't matter if there's, if it's a boss or a bunch of enemies, you just kill mm-hmm. them all anyway, because that's how good you are. You know Double I mean? armies, ne- if there's two of us. Yeah. <laughs> With Necromancer, Dude, is it the same? Yes. Are there multiple ways to kind of go Necromancer? Oh my god, there's, yeah, you can go a, a bajillion different ways, yeah. So your, like, main deal is exploding guys, right? My main, uh, literally my build is the skeletons. Right. Uh, they explode, right? They yeah. Uh, them themselves don't explode, no. Oh. Um, Like, everything I do, it's about them. So... My gameplay is very easy. I pretty much just sit in the back and hold down the right trigger the whole time. See, I want to do the uh, the necromancer that has the like vampire ability. That's oh, what yeah, I want yeah. to do. Yeah, the blood stuff. That would be way different than Andrew. So That's what fun. I want to do. That'd be yeah. fun. Um, I'm in a similar boat to you, Andrew, where I beat God of War. Recently, nice. And I'm just trying to stick to my guns as best as possible. Like I'm still going to beat Resident Evil 4 remake and Hogwarts before I get final fantasy 16. Mm-hmm. It's hard. You know what? Life I've decided hard. I'm going that's going to be my sale game. I've just, I've officially sale. decided I'm going to just leap, put it on the back burner. Yeah. <sighs> also with us today, you can find a medic. <laughs> <Matthew laughs> <with us on laughs> what up? Um, Matthew, what you been playing? Mostly Diablo, mostly. Nice. A matter of fact, on <laughs> Monday. So Mon, uh, because I work at a church, Monday is like my my weekend, right? It's my day off where I don't do anything on Mondays, and uh, I think I played like six straight hours or something on Monday. Does it does it feel blasphemous being a religious guy and playing Diablo? No, <laughs> <laughs> you're killing Satan. You know, that's true. That's true. I, I play God of War. That's true. <laughs> Yeah, we're killing the bad guys. We're good. Um, no, but um, tons of Diablo. I, I I like this one a lot better than the last one. I I enjoyed three from a um, like the co op story mode perspective. Not necessarily that the story was that great. Like I don't really care too much about what the story actually is. But like the playing through it that way, that was fun, enjoyable. I didn't care at all for the end game stuff or the after story stuff in Diablo three. Four's fun. I'm really liking it. It's been really good. Sweet. It, it's got a. It's got a little bit of. I was talking to uh, Ivy. Some of you guys know he was on the podcast a couple of times. He was like he. He never has gotten into Diablo, so he's like, "What's the appeal?" Like he's trying to figure it out. And I was like, "Well, it honestly feels a little bit at times, kind of like the old Fantasy Star Online stuff, like to me. Whereas, like the whole point is the whole point of the game after end game is." You're grinding for that next level up, for that next rare item, for that. Like I love that stuff. That's fun. I like the fact that um, that's one I've talked about it with like Destiny. One thing I don't like about Destiny is that once you get to a certain point, all the people at that point all have the same weapons. Like I ha- like have access to the same you know handful of whatever top tier stuff. I love that it's rare enough to where like I have this thing, which you might have something similar, but we don't have the same thing. Yeah, I heard I there's really like. Cool five or six items in like Diablo four that are like ultra rare and people are yeah. like, I can't get it. I can't get it. And then some people are like, isn't that cool that only like five people in the world have this thing? Like, yeah, I saw a tweet that was like somebody in Japan, like this weapon dropped for somebody in Japan finally or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think that's cool as crap. I, I think that's I what too. ruined destiny. Honestly, in destiny one, the, the weapons were so rare, like the exotic drops 
But in Destiny mm-hmm. 2, they just throw it out like candy and everyone has the same thing. It's not special anymore. Yeah. There, the mm-hmm. rareness in Destiny is like the you have it almost should be a different rarity, like above exotic for the ones that are like crazy hard to get. Like, yeah, the ones that you have to like go into the raid and do crazy puzzles, or yeah, Did you call them do sacred stuff that's exotic? extremely difficult and grindy to finally get. This should be like almost, yeah. it's almost yeah. like a different rarity. You should call them sacred exotic. That's what Diablo does. It just adds sacred. Ancestry. Yeah, there you Um, go. And so I've been playing a lot of that. And then I still kind of like my, um, I don't know. I don't want to grind a game kind of thing. I just want to play something for fun. I'm still playing MLB. It's really like the shows. It's been interesting because we're like nine updates, I think, in. I think the last one was like the ninth patch of MLB since it came out. And every patch is fixing bugs. And there's been no patch to fix gameplay yet which means the gameplay is pretty good, like, or at least in a good spot. Like there's nothing in gameplay wise that you're like, Oh man, I really got to fix this. It's, it's kind of impressive. Um, I like it a lot. Nice. Um, also, y'all still haven't been on the Marvel snap train a lot in the last like yep. four or five days. I was just yeah, asking Matthew about that. Have you whole done whole conquest? Time. Andrew? I've been conquesting like a, like a fiend. How much do you think I can move up in rank during this episode? The um, <laughs> the uh, the furthest I've gotten in conquest was I got to the last match in the gold tier. Like, oh dang! I've been to infinity three times now. I bought an infinity ticket and then lost in the first round. <laughs> yeah, I've only so, got like two, like one or two matches into infinity. I did get that green goblin card unlocked already. Nice. Explain to me Conquest. How does it work? I've not played it yet. Have you battled a friend in there yet? No. Okay, well, just like... I also don't have any desire to do that. Just book up video. We want to welcome everybody to the Log On Games (laughs) podcast. This is a weekly show in which our hosts discuss a variety of gaming news topics for new games, big announcements, events, and more. New episodes upload every Friday, wherever you stream your podcast at Apple, Spotify, Amazon, whatever. You can also watch us at youtube.com backslash at logon games. Go over there, subscribe to us. If you're watching right now, hit that subscribe button. It helps us out a whole bunch. Do Guys, it. You don't know this, but um, you kind of do. We are brought to you by Zencaster. You can go to zencaster.com backslash pricing mm-hmm. and use our code logon games, and you'll get 30% off your first month oh, of a Zencaster. Snap paid plan we use Zencaster. we've been using it for quite a long time i love it um i would say it doesn't matter if you're talking about like Zencaster or discord or zoom or whatever mm-hmm. obviously no streaming thing is perfect because it's, it's technology things can happen <laughs> yeah but holy moly Zencaster has been oh, by far and away like the best thing that we've used um you can do it straight from Freaking Google Chrome is what we use. You do it straight from your window mm-hmm. and you just send invite links to whoever. And they just join and you pick your mic and your camera and you just go. And if yeah. people cut in, cut out, whatever, it doesn't matter because it records locally. See, that's what I was going to... I like the fact that like we've had a disconnect before and it'll just start a new recording and then it'll... At the end of everything, it'll give you all the files, even the yeah. disconnect. So that's yeah. super cool. Yeah, synced up and everything. It's, it's nice. Super it's really cool. cool. Um, and... Depending on how big your internet 
gets slow and starts cutting you out or whatever, like it still records locally. So none of that comes through. It's really cool. Yeah. Um, it doesn't matter if you are just starting out, like they do have free plans. If you're just starting out and want to dabble in that, but again, you can get 30% off the paid ones. You know, you can get up to a 4k video and you can also produce your episodes and release your episodes all in Zencaster. If you want to do it, it's all mm -hmm. in one little place. Um, Again, go to Zencaster.com backslash pricing and use our code LogOnGames for 30% off your first month. That's it. You can also follow us at LogOnGames everywhere else. All right, let's get to uh, <laughs> stuff 12 minutes in. Um, like I said, <laughs> I knew at some point we would talk about FTC Xbox stuff. Uh, obviously, they've been going to every country ever trying to be like, listen, just let us buy Blizzard. It's fine. And then some people are like, okay. And then some people are like, no. And it's usually absolutely not. You In the case of the FTC, it's a lot of really old people that don't understand the internet. Like we've seen before with like Zuckerberg or whoever going to Congress to be, so that he can, they can explain how the internet works. Um, pretty similar stuff here, but because everybody's involved in this, like Sony as well. Um, there's been some really, really interesting tidbits that have come out and what I'll probably, I, there's, there's a whole group of gamers and people that cover video games that have always been like, there's no more con, con there's console wars don't exist anymore. You know, they're not compete with each other. They're all, everybody's just doing their own thing. There's a lot of uh, emails that say otherwise. I'll say that. Yeah. Much. Yeah. Um, so I have all the links if you if you guys want to look at them, but I'm not going yeah, in the order. I I'm going to be jumping around. I'll, 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 <laughs> cool. I'm trying to try and go in some. I honestly I have, have not been tabs. keeping up with any of this. Like I go into the I go into gaming sites like daily, and like the stuff regarding this, like I kind of just like overlooked and went to the yeah. next. Yeah. Thing, so. Well, I've I've been very similar to that because none of it really matters. Yeah. Like, the only thing that matters is if are they going to buy them or not. That's really all that. This is all for and we all that we care about. Um, Otherwise, what has this all been about? Exactly. Otherwise, why are we here? <laughs> um, but there is some interesting stuff that has happened in the past yeah. um, that we now know why. So first mm -hmm. one I'm going to read is from The Verge. Um, it's a bunch of emails. So I'm just going to read the email. This is from Matt Booty of Xbox. What a name. Um, <laughs> this was uh, sounds like here. a fake name yeah this was talking basically literally an email I believe to Phil Spencer no to Tim Stewart um, talking about basically their competition with Sony um, he says in the email a different view to the general view below might be that we, Microsoft, are in a very unique position to be able to go and spend Sony out of business. If we think that video game content matters in 10 years, this is an email from 2019, by the way. If we think video game content matters in 10 years, we might look back and say, totally would have been worth it to lose $2 billion or $3 billion in 2020 to avoid a situation where Tencent, Google, Amazon, and even Sony have become the Disney of games and own most of the valuable content. For example, it is practical practically impossible for anyone to start a new video game streaming service at scale at this point. What content do you base it on? Things like Hulu and CBS All Access will be trivial players in the space. I find that weird that CBS All Access is in there. But 
I didn't yeah. know that anybody even had that app. Seriously. Uh, <laughs> I guess that's Paramount, they, right? Yeah. Uh, Paramount Plus. Maybe that's Paramount Plus now. Maybe that's yeah. what it is. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but still, it's well, not as big as the others. Yeah. What uh, What content... Oh, I'm sorry. That was like, In games, Google is three to four years away from being able to have a studio up and running. Amazon has shown no ability to execute on game content. Content is one of the moat that we have in terms of a catalog that runs on a, on current devices and capability to create new. Sony is really the only other player who can compete with Game Pass, and we have a two-year and 10 million subs lead. If we reverse course on, on day and date, it's going to be hard to convince folks that things like Mixer or xCloud have much of a chance of surviving scrutiny either. <laughs> wow. Which Mixer is already dead, but... The, the takeaway from this email is him basically saying, like, yeah, we can, like, because we're Microsoft, we can lose 2 or $3 billion and try and spend Sony out of business. And this was in 2019, before the new consoles came out in 2020. But the oversight is that what he bases that on is we're one of the few things that can do this, not just because we have the money, but also because we have the catalog and the content, right? We have, and the and we problem have is... Right. But the problem is that content has not been good. Like, that's the issue. Like, yes, I, I like you have a backlog of incredible content, right? But you still need a halo to hit. You still need a fable to hit. Like you need those things for it to continue to, to be what he's talking about. People aren't yeah. just going to do it because you have a, a subs lead. I mean, Netflix is losing subs now. It's not because, you know, it's not because their it's, i don't know their competition or whatever it's just because they made bad decisions yeah i think i think the spending sony on business part is part of that where it's like let's just buy everyone that makes video games so we just have all the video games then sure. it doesn't necessarily matter if if halo hits or not because we own sure. everything let me ask you a question out of curiosity what you think uh what if activision blizzard sale goes through tomorrow and the next call of duty is exclusive to xbox from then on well i don't i don't right. have this in i don't have this in the uh, outline but okay. it did come out that as of now the deal that playstation has with call of duty only runs like to this year call of duty 2023 gotcha. there's no it was, call i thought of it was duty. 24 but either way it's soon yeah, what they said was there's no deal on the table yet for PlayStation and Call of Duty for 2024. Sure. And oh. then there's also something I don't have on here is Jim Ryan basically saying that if the deal goes through, they're going to be withholding PlayStation 6 information from Activision, even if like Call of Duty sure. is coming from stuff. So it sounds to me, and there's there's other emails we'll get to, but... Right. Sounds but, to me like PlayStation's just like, if y'all get it, then screw you guys. We don't want Call of Duty. <laughs> right. And I actually, I kind of agree with that. But my thing is, if that goes through, and so say literally in six months, Xbox has Call of Duty, PlayStation no longer does. And whatever else comes with Activision Blizzard sale. Right. Mm -hmm. That's obviously a boost to Xbox in terms of mm -hmm. games on their Game Pass and sales and those kind of things. Is it enough a boost that you think it takes the lead over Sony? Because I sure as heck don't. I mean, not a, it won't take the lead at first for sure. Right. I mean, but it's at a the big same time. Boost. Call of Duty is the number one selling game every it single is. year. It's massive, but I, it would also that would take a big hit too. 
It'd be interesting. So, so uh, yeah, it'd be but it would also be coming to PC and Nintendo based on the deals that they've already made. Yes, so. that doesn't mean anybody would want to play it on Nintendo, but yeah. Correct. <laughs> absolutely correct. Uh, Andrew, any thoughts on this? No. Uh, so like I said, game? most of this I've, I've brushed over. Um, the one that, the one article that caught my eye, and it, I guess it has to do with this too, was the, uh, the talks that uh, Microsoft was talking about considering buying Square Enix. That, w- that kind of was just like, whoa. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, it's, and Sega. It's, yeah. It's it's crazy that like you know I mean we've talked we've been talking about this I think since last year about like how how the gaming industry has shifted and now like you have the the major players now just sucking up all these like different studios exclusively into their mm-hmm. bubble you know and and, and like you said you know uh, people are are talking about like if there's a console war at all anymore and like all of this stuff coming out and all the stuff we've seen in the past year like it says otherwise so it, it's 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 pretty crazy honestly pretty mm-hmm. crazy. There, everything that y'all are saying, like all the tabs that I have open, touches on everything. So I don't even know what even order to go in here. But we'll, we'll go on to this next one. <laughs> well, I wanted to say something else about the email, just because of you said it's 2019. Like some of this yeah. stuff has already come to fruition. They, they one, came out and said during the FTC thing, like, yeah, we we uh, we never followed through on that vision, basically, because obviously that's a email for like, yeah, you shouldn't sure. buy Activision. But they're like, yeah, we never followed through on that vision. That was never something we were, you know, that was just right. one person's email, which happens to be the person that's running Halo. Right. right. Well, there were a couple of things I wanted to mention. One, he says, uh, totally have been worth it to lose two, two or three billion in 2020 to avoid the situation where other people become the Disney of games or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, they bought Bethesda for 7.5 billion and this Activision thing is almost 70 billion. So yeah. it's like that lose two or three billion number is like, that's way different now uh yeah. and then and then almost it's practically impossible for anyone to start a new video streaming service at scale at this point like what does that mean are you talking like x cloud streaming service or are you talking more like game pass kind of what it is i think like a little bit of both a little but. bit of both yeah and then the last one i wanted to mention was the oh where'd it go oh talking about google's three to four years away uh, Amazon has shown no ability to execute on game content. Like, I would say that's probably not true anymore, right? I think it's true. It's pretty true. Well, is, was New, was it New if, World? Was that not them or whatever that game was? What was no, that? No, they, they, was that was that not Amazon? Yeah, I. Like, I feel like at least that one you can say that's that was fairly successful. It had yeah, it had the uh, Amazon Games uh, title on it, but I don't know who produced it or anything. Welcome, Puppy. everybody. So everybody's so interested in what we're There's talking about. They just had to bust in here, you know. We're talking about uh, uh, Xbox versus the FTC. What do you know about that? She said FTC. Yeah, you know me. She said football club. Yep, that's it. <laughs> Xbox is starting out on their own football club, and Ted Lasso is going to helm the team. <laughs> Love you. Now you can tell everybody that you saw at Logon Games one of the hosts boop their wife. On the That's game. right. Wow. Unless you're unless you're an audio listener, <laughs> then you can say you heard. Yeah, you need to if go youtube.com backslash at Logon Games. Uh, if we're not demonetized all, yet. That's where all the boopings at. Um all right, let's move on to the a PlayStation email. More emails? Um this was, I believe, in regards to let me just double check. I don't want to go crazy here. Um, this was in regards to 
Microsoft acquiring Activision Blizzard. Okay. Okay. And this was... This was between Sony CEO Jim Ryan and Deering. Ryan Deering. Okay. Or email. Okay. Anyways, the major cash. This was part of the email. Um, the major cash out will lure most of the talent to take to take the money and run as fast as as their contracts will allow, leaving Microsoft with very gnarly man, management challenge. I bet Yavis Eves is smiling. Eves is smiling like the Cheshire cat. If this was a play to end the, the run of PS5, etc., I think it's massively overvalued and will not meaningfully succeed. I guess Microsoft can piss away that kind of valuation without being more harmed than help. But I'm not losing a wink of sleep over the future of our baby. Hope you agree. Cheers, Chris. P.S. They would have been better off announcing a new electric car. Shot fired! <laughs> Ew. <laughs> That's funny. Um, this was January 2022, I believe. Yeah. Did this email happen? Yeah. Um, it goes on to say, it's not an Xbox exclusivity play at all. They're thinking bigger than that. They have the cash to make moves like this. I've spent a fair bit of time with both Phil and Bobby over the past day. I'm pretty sure we will continue to see Call of Duty on PlayStation for many years to come. We have some good stuff cooking. Keep your eyes peeled. I'm not complacent. And I'd rather this hadn't happened, but we'll be okay more than okay. Andrew. I do. I, yeah, I, <laughs> I, I guess the only thing that I could question is like, I, I feel like certain things have to be watched and like said, cause like I, I would, I would assume that like certain company wants to, uh, have a good face in all of this, right? Sure. So, so sure. when 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 somebody comes out representing a company and saying stuff like this, it's like, are they backing this or are they pulling him to side and be like, "Yo, calm down. We we don't want that type of attention," you know? <laughs> I don't yeah. think so. So, me and Emily, uh, we are big Succession fans on HBO, and that's like all this stuff is. It's literally like we're not as the people that just buy Diablo 4 and play it till 5 o'clock in the morning are not the kind of people that usually get to see billionaires like emails to each other about yeah. their competition yeah. and stuff. So it's very it's very uh, uh, exciting and fun to read. Sometimes. No, it's interesting. Yeah. It really is, for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, think- they ha- I don't think they had any idea that this was going to show up in court or like on Twitter at any Probably yeah. so. <laughs> Probably so. Well, I'd say the first email that was sent in in this one in the Sony thing was exactly the issue we've been talking about. Is like basically it's like if they want to buy up all the talent, that's fine. They still got to figure out how to manage them, and they kind of suck at that right now. <laughs> and yeah. that's that's that is true. Now that doesn't mean mm-hmm. that they'll suck at that in two years, but like they haven't at least given us good faith that they will. Uh, they know what they're doing with all of it. And that's the interesting part of like, is this actually going to go through or not? Because like the last email was like Xbox saying like, yeah, let's buy everybody, which is why it wouldn't go through. And then you get an yeah. email from Sony who's like the main people that are trying to stop this being like, no, we're fine. Let them have it. So, <laughs> yeah, um, I, w- I will say this. I think that if this does go through anytime soon, then at that point, it just becomes a grab of grab the studios you can grab. 
Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked if like the day this goes through, Sony's like, oh yeah, we bought Square Enix. Yep. Like, um, Makes a lot of sense to me. But there's more. <gasps> this comes from TheVerge.com. Um, Microsoft Xbox chief, chief has revealed one of the key reasons behind the acquisition of Bethesda's parent company, ZeniMax, uh, potential, was potential Starfield PlayStation exclusivity. Speaking with the FTC versus Microsoft hearing today, Phil Spencer revealed that Sony regularly pays competitors to skip our platform, and Microsoft felt it needed uh-huh. to own Bethesda to compete. When we acquired ZeniMax, one of the impetus for that is that Sony had done a deal for Deathloop and Ghostwire to pay Bethesda to not ship those games on Xbox. Mm-hmm. So the discussion about Starfield, when we heard that Starfield was potentially going to end up skipping Xbox, we can't be in a position as a third place console where we fall further behind on our content and ownership. So we've had to secure content to remain viable in the business. It's true. Insane, dude. It makes perfect sense. And, and I, I love the way he, I love the way he phrased that makes like, he's trying to make Sony sound like the bad guy, like video game companies haven't in the history of forever tried to buy exclusive rights to games, but, but yeah, I mean, it makes sense to me. I got no problem with any, any part of that. And I so had no crazy. problem with him saying then, okay, <laughs> fine. We'll buy Bethesda. Okay, sure. Go yeah, for it's it. like, and you know, like Phil and a bunch of like everybody like as like probably before the acquisition of Bethesda, like, they all go to Bethesda to see what they're working on or whatever. So they see Starfield, they see Todd Howard being like, yeah, this is going to be like the biggest, it's like Skyrim in space, but bigger. Like this is going to be like a game that's going to be, you know, three console generations now that's going to be remastered so people can keep playing it kind of thing. And to be like, well, it might be a PlayStation exclusive. And then coming back to Xbox and being like, we got to start buying people or we're going <laughs> to not have any games. That fear, man. <laughs> yep. Yeah. But, the, but here's the Very problem, especially like with like Red Falls backlash, right? Yeah. They, they they literally can't screw up Starfield. They can't. Yeah. <laughs> so they, they need that thing needs to be gold out the gate or else yeah. like I think this might be a, a big slap in the face for them. So. But how confident are you that they're not going to screw it up? I'm somewhat I'm somewhat confident. I'm like I've watched all the interviews with Todd Howard being like, this is the best run game that we've ever had. This, if we shipped it today, it would have less bugs than we've ever had. Blah blah. blah in thirty blah. frames. So, <laughs> I mean, that's not something that I care about. But I don't know. <laughs> but the, yeah. here's the thing: this is similar with Cyberpunk Oof. for me. Like, even if the game it better not be Cyberpunk is a ten out of ten <laughs> game at launch, it's still I don't think something that I care to play. Just personally, for me. Right. Like yeah. some of these games yeah. that are open world and they're just so giant. That's not nest like I won't not play some of those kind of games. Mm-hmm. But it's just like I would just rather it be t- toned down a little bit, you know what I mean? I don't want to spend 300 hours in a game. I want It's spend- it's funny you say that. I just had this discussion the other day with my buddy. I got done with Tears of the Kingdom and I've probably done 30% of that game and I've beaten it. Mm-hmm. Hogwarts, same thing, going through the entire campaign yeah. and there's probably still 50% of content to go through and I'm about to jump into Diablo. It's yeah. like, I can't, I, I'm with you, honestly, I kind of want something pulled back just a little bit, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah. Like, I even like I it. just finished God of War, I didn't do, like, hardly any of the side missions. Yeah. I was like, just give me... I still played the game for, like, 45 hours. Yeah. And that was just going through the story and, like, trying to get the chest that I see. And so... Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I like that part of it, the size and scale. I like the fact that I know when I spend 70 bucks on something, that there's a... Yeah. Feel, it I, feels I, like an endless amount of content that I'm yeah, getting yeah. out of that 75 bucks or 70 and bucks, whatever. I just don't utilize it all. That's the problem. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. the same way. I just, but that's I don't fine. Want to do that's that an for, option. Yeah. Like Hogwarts is like that for me. Like I knew when I bought Hogwarts, like I'm going to live in this world for a long time. Yeah. And so when another game like Starfield or Cyberpunk or whatever happens, it's just like, I already have Hogwarts right now. And Legend of Zelda is another like, example to me breaking my role with breath of the wild yeah which was like i but at that time i didn't really know what i was getting into you know yeah. no one really knew what breath of the wild was going to be no <laughs> one knew it was just going to be like you're here go mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. yeah um all right this is something we've talked about quite a bit which is uh, interesting this is from gamespot.com awesome uh, we all know this is from the F. Okay, during the FTC Microsoft trial, the head of Microsoft revealed that he would love to get rid of exclusive games, but it's something that the company has to do because of Sony, according to Microsoft CEO testimony today at via The Verge. He said while commenting on the company's strategy and plans for the future, when he asked about games being exclusive to one platform, he said, "If it was up to me, I would love to get rid of the entire exclusives on consoles." Uh, but that's not for me to define, especially as a low share player in the console market. The dominant player there, Sony, has defined the market competition using exclusives. So that's the world we live in. I have no love for that world. And I want to say somebody at Sony said a similar thing. How big headed do you think Sony is knowing that Microsoft's scared of them? <laughs> I, I'm going to be honest. That, I, like that quote bugs me because that's a that to me just seems like a very disingenuous quote. Because yeah, it's yeah. like it sounds like to the like you're like oh that's great you want everyone to be able to play everything and it's like no they don't really care if you buy their console they want everything to be on Game Pass so that you buy Game Pass that's it's that simple yeah we're <laughs> talking like, like Xbox everybody that's talking to the FTC or whoever like they want to buy Activision Blizzard sure like, we're in third place like what was us we're just the little guys like throw us a bone yes yeah, since when was Microsoft a little guy. So that's what they're gonna say. So I get in the next. Uh, no, I understand. I want to see something about this, but I don't. I'm not exactly sure. And it's also not um, true. What they would rather have is they would rather have exclusive stuff to Xbox. The Xbox was winning the console battle. That's what they would rather have. It's, it's the <laughs> cycle, and we could do a whole podcast on the cycle so of, of these dang consoles since the freaking '90s, and we've seen this happen with. PlayStation and PlayStation 2, obviously, they were new to the market. They were doing, they, you know, they were gamer friendly. Like, everybody play our games over here. This is the greatest thing. And then they basically took over games, and then the PS3 came out, and they're like, we can do whatever we want because we own everything. Let's make the PS3 $600. And everybody's like, whoa, hold on. We're yeah. not doing that. And Xbox 360 was like, here, you can come here. You can play online with your friends. We'll start Xbox Arcade, Xbox Live. We'll throw in a headset with everything. And then they were like, then they were on top of the world. And they're like, we can do anything we want. And then we'll do the Xbox One. And then it's just like, (laughs) yeah, it's just a cycle of like, we're winning. So like, we're, we're beyond winning. We're destroying everybody so we can do whatever we want. 
and uh, we can come out with a VR headset that costs more than our console does now. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of what we're dealing with here. If Microsoft wants to one up Sony, all they have to do is guarantee all their games are 100 frames per second. That's it. Or work. Um, or work. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, but here's the deal. Yes, there is that cycle, and that does happen. But mentioned, I've mentioned it many, many times before, and Nintendo's proven it. Nintendo hasn't gone through those cycles for the most part, with one exception. Yeah, that's the Wii U. And why was it the Wii U? It was because they, they, they didn't get a lot of third-party love. Like, they didn't go out and secure those games. So it's just a matter of... It doesn't really matter. Like, like PlayStation can charge $800 for their VR headset if they want. If they come out with 20 banging VR games that are exclusive to it, people are going to buy it. Yep. Right? And so if your games are good, people are going to come to wherever your games are to play them. But, yeah, I mean, these con- they get to the point where they think they're, like, invincible and can do anything they mm-hmm. want. Mm-hmm. And is Sony getting that to that point again? Time will tell. Um, either way, there's... I mean, on the game thing. side of things, they are. Yeah. They're destroying. They're and killing, and yeah. if you remember, we talked about it on the podcast years and years ago, before these new consoles were coming out, it was internally rumored that the PlayStation 5 was going to be 500 for the digital, 600 for the main yep. one. But then the Xbox prices leaked. And mm-hmm. that rumored... We don't know this for sure. Right. Had PlayStation come down on price, which yeah. I tend to believe because the PlayStation 4 destroyed Xbox so hard that PlayStation would revert back to the PS3 PlayStation of being like, well, let's just charge more now. Yeah. Um, and if they would have come out with the prices first, I think it would have been 500 and 600. And then Xbox Maybe. could have been their 300 and 500, which is which would have been like a big deal for them if that would have happened. Yeah. But yeah, Xbox yeah. got leaked. You know, you gotta get those leakers, man. But, can't be, can't have the leaks. Right. But the thing with Sony though, right now, is it just seems like like the decisions that they've made from a game standpoint, like they just seem smart. Like they see the games as service stuff, you know, popping off everywhere. It's a good way to make money. Microtransactions, this, that, and the other. They don't come out and say, "Hey, we're going to make a bunch of these kind of games." They say, "Hmm, let's be smart with this. Let's go buy a company that's really good at it, and then we'll use them to help us." And Bungie, right? And it's just it just makes sense that they they care about their games. If nothing else, Sony cares the heck about their games. It's funny you say that, Matthew. Tell me. I got, a, I got an article from IGN here. We've talked about what you just said. Sony gives their teams time. Like yeah. th- things need to get delayed, whatever. Yep. Um a uh, forum came out which someone had highlighted terribly on their emails to where we can see through it. So we know everything that it says that they tried to mark out. Um, This was a document basically saying how much money some of these games spend on stuff. The Last of Us Part 2 and Horizon Forbidden West each cost more than $200 million to develop based on new documents submitted as part of the ongoing Xbox Federal Trade Commission case. According to the poorly redacted declaration submitted by Sony Interactive Entertainment, The Last of Us Part 2 cost some $220 million to develop with a peak headcount of some 200 full-time employees. Jeez. Horizon Forbidden West cost $212 million to develop and utilize more than 300 developers. The budgets provide a rare glimpse into the world of big-budget game development, where exact numbers are often treated as closely guarded secrets. 
uh, as well as sheer scale of AAA game development. And it goes on. But yeah, so that's kind of where we're at. And as of June 2022, I looked up, The Last of Us Part Two has sold 10 million copies. Which 10 million copies of $60 was like, I don't know. I can't even math. <laughs> 800 million or something ridiculous, which they've obviously sold more than that. And I know there's different yeah, royalties yeah, yeah. that get spread around and stuff like that, but they've made hundreds of million dollars on that game. Um, and I think that's well, what Sony has learned. It's like when it comes to, if we, obviously they have to pitch the game to Sony. Someone comes and pitches the game to Mr. Sony. And they're like, yeah, we hardcore believe that this is going to be something. We're going to give you all the people and all the money possible to make it what you just pitched to us and the time to do it. And I think it said that The Last of Us Part Two took like 70 months, I think is what it says, which yeah. is a long time. Why don't we just use years? Why, why 70 months? They, they used years for Horizon, <laughs> and then they used months for The Last of Us. It didn't make any sense. I had this conversation with someone the other day. How old does a person, has, does a child have to be before you get to go to years instead of months? Like my child's 94 months old. I don't think we do that. Like, where, where's the cutoff date there? Yeah, yeah they, uh, with kids, too, they do something <laughs> weird with, like, weeks, and I'm just like, why? Just, why are we, why do we Basically, do Basically, five and a half years for The Last of Us Part Two. Yeah. Okay. I mean, which makes sense. Oh, here's the deal. If you uh, if you have like three companies in your in your or three studios in your company that are making that quality of game, and they're on a cycle where one of those games comes out every two years, man, you're happy. Those games are killing. Yeah. Right. So five and a, like that's not crazy. When's the last time a Fable game came out? Um, maybe soon. What's funny is so the the grand scheme or the grand conversation that we're talking about. I saw like a tweet and it had to do with in the last four years, Microsoft bought Ninja Theory and then Sony bought Insomniac. And they were like, what has Ninja Theory brought to Xbox? And look at what Insomniac's brought to PlayStation yep. in four years. And it's just this list of games. I would compared even, to Nin- like it's, it's so I, funny. I would even go a step further in saying comparing just Bethesda to Insomniac. Oh, I know. Yeah. That's insane. Which is still like, oh. I mean, Insomniac, I don't know what jug they're doing over there. Slinging bangers, dude. Because <laughs> it's like, I would they love came to out see these Spider-Man numbers for 4. Insomniac. They came out with Spider-Man 4, but then just the PlayStation 5 era, they came out with Miles Morales on launch day. Then Ratchet and Clank the next year. Yep. Now we're going to get Spider-Man 2. Wolverine and they and Wolverine, yeah, maybe twenty five or twenty six. Right. It's just like, and we'll we get insane, another insane dude. And yeah. and here's the deal: yeah, obviously, they're pumping money into Insomniac, to, Insomniac yeah. to be able to do this stuff. And so, like, okay, sure, maybe you don't make as much money off of Wolverine or Spider Man Two or whatever as you do. Like, you're still, they're still obviously going to make money because they're great games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but maybe instead of you know having like a ninety percent profit, <laughs> whatever, there you're I don't know sixty percent profit instead. Well, that's people that are buying your console to play that game because you know people are going to buy a console to play Spider Man. That once they're there, they're going to buy other stuff. Yeah, it's just going to happen, and it's just it just makes sense. I mean. And that's why the 30 frames a second really bugs me about Starfield and, and Redfall and those kind of things. It's because, like like we've been saying, it's 
all about the games. If your games are good, people are going to come to you. Your hardware should really only be that, that they can run your games well. Agreed. Like there's not a whole lot else to it. You already missed the podcast where we talked about Starfield, so I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> Good train's gone left. Do you know Starfield is the name of a really old praise and worship band? I did not. It's also the name of the Xbox. I know. Coming out. That's true. Um, so all this capsulated, IGN put up a article today that said, is Xbox contingency plan. What if Microsoft loses its FTC case? So where... I would talk about this just for a second. Let's say Xbox, like obviously if they win and they actually get to purchase Activision Blizzard, Mm -hmm. they're going to have, I mean, honestly, it's like Call of Duty. Like if I was Xbox, I'm making Call of Duty exclusive as quickly as humanly possible. Yep. Um, Especially after all this with Sony going back and forth, like at least making it where not showing up on Sony is something they'll probably do. Sure. I will also wouldn't be surprised if they struck a deal with Sony, like they have these other like Call of Duties coming to you guys for the next ten years, or whatever. But would you would you say like I think it'd be wise, honestly, to keep it on Sony so you could get that money, but to do like a like a two month timed exclusive every year. I think that'd be cool. uh, that'd be a smart deal. I think a good plan if if they're asking me would be to keep it as is, keep it over on Sony when the next five years from now when the next consoles come out, that's when it starts being exclusive and you launch your next Xbox with an exclusive Call of Duty game. I think that's the plan. Could be. And be, and be like, we're, this is what we're doing. We're taking it. That gives you five <laughs> years to kind of like figure out everything, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is what happens if they don't buy it. Option number one, attempt to buy Square Enix. Thoughts? I don't think so. I don't think it's as good of a fit. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd agree. I don't think Sony is going to let that happen. Now with all the exclusive Final Fantasy games, they always be getting. Right. Whatever Microsoft offered, they'd match it. Well, I don't know if it's because of like my past. I always think when I think Square Enix, I think PlayStation. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. Like imagine a world where Final Fantasy 17 is an Xbox exclusive. You're just like, yeah, that would be know. the. Be that would be the. It petty sounds uncomfortable one. to me. Yeah. That that would be the petty option where it's just like, well, if you're not, if if you put up a stink and didn't let us have what we want, we'll take what you want. Like it seems like the petty option. Yeah. And I, I mean, this sounds weird because I mean, Square Enix is mostly Final Fantasy. I know they do other stuff, but Xbox yeah. already has like the Persona thing in the bag. You know what I mean? Like they yeah, all the deals with the Persona coming to Game Pass <clears> and all that kind of stuff. So I feel like if something was going to happen there, they may buy. Even if it's just the rights to Persona to kind of mm-hmm, get that mm-hmm. Japanese audience or whatever. Option number two: attempt to buy Capcom. Okay, just going uh, through some of these things. First one was Square, right? Yeah. Cur- currently, this is just a. Uh, I, I guess this is current. This is uh, companiesmarketcap.com. So um, Capcom's listed as a value of eight point two billion. What was the other one? Square? Square is $5.6 billion. So Capcom is more, more valuable. I feel like Capcom would be better for Xbox, too. You're talking Resident Evil, Street Fighter, Devil May Cry. Yeah. Monster Hunter, Dead Rising. Like, it, That's one that brain, I don't it, want if, to happen, but it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. 
Option number three, attempt to buy Ubisoft. This now, surprised that's the me one a lot. that sounds like Xbox. I agree, but do you, do you so guess the guess the value of Ubisoft? Two point eight. Wow, it's three point five. I would have assumed Dang. it was worth more than those other two companies. They lose a lot of money because they make Apparently. a lot of mediocre games. Maybe so. <laughs> Maybe so. Uh, I.e. this this like Assassin's Creed, Splinter Cell, Rainbow Six, Prince of Persia. I mean, I would assume Just Dance is like their best selling game. Probably. <laughs> yeah, a lot I guess of people so. love the Assassin's Rainbow Creed games Six. and buy them, but like, if Assassin's Creed game is like the best thing you make. Well, Siege is probably their most successful thing in a while. Like, Siege was pretty huge. But, the new Splinter Cell um, game coming out, um, obviously. But, uh, yeah, like, Mario Rabbit. if Assassin's Creed, Splinter Cell, Rainbow Six, Prince of Persia were all Xbox exclusives, that would make sense to me. I agree. Like, that feels right. I agree. Mm-hmm. It does. Um, and then the option four, invest heavily in new, internal, and mobile-focused studios. No. If internal, sure. Mobile, no. That's not where you go build your Game Pass platform. That doesn't make a lot of sense. I mean, mobile games make a crap ton of money. So, I mean, sure. I understand making games for mobile. Like, even PlayStation does this on mobile, but... That just didn't make a lot of sense that you would go that... Okay, well, we couldn't get Blizzard, Activision Blizzard. Let's just make mobile games instead. That just doesn't make... That doesn't yeah. feel right. Um, I would like to add another option. What's up? The one that makes the most sense to me for either one of these companies. If you can't get Activision Blizzard, you go get EA. It makes sense. EA is worth half the value of Activision Blizzard. Um, which is obviously half the market share. Which you know yeah. they're kind of on the fence right now of whether or not they can. This is a monopoly or not. And EA is kind of floundering, in my opinion, in a lot of the things that they're doing. Um, I selfishly, I would like, if I could pick anything, I would love for Sony to buy EA because they have a lot of properties that Sony could make single player games with. That would be baller. They'd be so good. When I, I feel like Square Enix, Capcom both make sense for Sony to buy. I agree. Ubisoft and EA make sense for Xbox to buy. Like that just, it feels right. That being said, if Xbox does, if this doesn't go through, they're definitely going to buy somebody else. Absolutely. Like, that's going to happen. One of these companies that we've mentioned in this conversation will be bought by I Xbox, think so. And I, if I not just multiple. Re- when I read that, when I was, I saw the article, you're, uh, you, I had the article pulled up, and I was like, oh, I wonder what the contingency plans are, and let's look down through them or whatever. And it was like, you can buy this, you can buy that. And I was like, okay, where's the, where's the you can buy EA? I just expected that. Like, that was the first one that jumped in my mind. That's got to be it. So, because that's another one. If you want to, outside of Call of Duty... Maybe the biggest thing to get exclusive rights to would be Madden, FIFA, like that that stuff. Yeah. I mean, 2K would be part of that. Obviously, 2K is not, um, it's kind of its own deal. But no, let's say that's when Sony buys 2K so they can have basketball games. Right. But I'm saying, but that's not involved with the EA deal. But I'm saying, but if you could get those sports games exclusive on your console, that is a specific, large, uh, like, group of yeah. people that are they're going to come there it'd be interesting to see if it doesn't go through if even they still do some stuff like hey let's make an exclusive call of duty game for xbox we'll pay you whatever yeah. 
and then maybe try and buy you again. Yeah, maybe so. <laughs> In the future. Who but, knows? Yeah, so that's, I mean... There's a lot more that's been going on if you're listening and you're interested in everything that's been said. There's a whole bunch of emails. There's a bunch of interviews, and it's still going on. So there's new stuff every day uh, happening. I assume they'll probably – I don't know how long this is supposed to go on or if it's indefinite. I assume they'll at least take a break for the weekend and then come back next week with some more stuff. But uh, interesting stuff, and there'll be more stuff to add. You know, if if something major happens – then we'll, we may talk about it here, but I did want to get an episode in where we talked about all this interesting stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. But the last tidbit will blow through here. I'm not going to talk about every single thing that was announced. Annapurna did do a showcase um, today, and their big one that they announced was Blade Runner 2033 uh, as their first in-house game. It will. So we don't know much about the game yet, uh, but it was confirmed that it will take place in 2033 in a dystopian Los Angeles after the blackout and will fit in between the original Blade Runner and Blade Runner 2049. It's in development, being led by Solar Ash and what remains of Edith Finch's Chelsea Hash. And we had a chance Hi. to speak to her, and the project will supposedly have a strong focus on narrative. Yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> we got thumbs up. We got a thumbs up from that. Um, they talked about Cocoon, which we we had seen in uh, <clears throat> other showcases. Stray coming to Xbox August 2023. This was an interesting one. Game called Thirsty Suitors gets a November 23 release date. Thirsty Suitors is a very unique game that features turn-based combat, skateboarding, cooking, and so much more, and will be released on PS5, <laughs> PS4, Xbox Series X and S, and coming to Game Pass on day one. Cute. If you've ever wanted to play Cookin' Mama and also Tony Hawk at the same time, <laughs> this is the game for you. Oh my god. Thirsty gosh. Suitor stars Jala, who throughout the game will confront her exes, deal with her demanding parents, and get ready for her sister's wedding. And so much more in this game. Uh, also a stylish celebration of South Asian culture. There you go, boys. All it, right. sounds, it sounds like an Andrew game. I'm, t- I'm pointing at myself right now. I was like, okay. <laughs> I can skateboard and cook with my turn-based combat. Um, There's a game called Two a T. If y'all haven't seen the trailer for this, it'll be the weirdest trailer you've seen since Snacks. It's freaking weird. Okay. Um, so go, It's literally a Which man. one? It's called Two a T. It's a dude that has okay. his arms out like that, so it looks like a T, and that's how like you play the whole game like that. <laughs> he takes off flying during the trailer and just goes, it's, it's weird. Um, <laughs> Flock is a co-op game that has you flying through the skies with your friends with a bunch of flying creatures. Uh, Ghost Bike, which I think we've seen before. A thrilling and speedy biking adventure through the afterlife. Mm-hmm. These are all Annapurna games. Mundan is a haunting hand-penciled horror tale that is available now on PS5 and Xbox Series X. Bounty Star... A compelling combination of mech, combat, base building, and farming, and stars an ex-soldier named Clementine <laughs> McKinney. As you help Clem get over her guilt uh, of her past, you will get to partake in a thrilling 3D mech combat and so much more post-apocalyptic version of the American Southwest. Storyteller is headed to Netflix wow. for new content, whatever that is. 
It's a, it's and, a puzzle uh, game that plays across multiple panels like a comic book. It'll be available to all Netflix subscribers on September 26th. A lot of Annapurna type games. Good for them. They're yeah. using that stray money and doing all sorts of stuff with it. Give me stray two. That's about it. That's all I got. <laughs> Any final thoughts before we end this thing out, Andrew? I do. Um, just reflecting on the whole uh, Microsoft thing mm-hmm. and how we were talking about, um, I, I was talking about Sony's uh, single player games and we were talking about quality and dumping money mm-hmm. and having faith in the uh, people that you put your money into. I, I, I It's sad to me that I, I wish that Microsoft would like get off of their Game Pass crutch, honestly. Because the thing that we're even like, even with uh, Halo Infinite being delayed, you know, and, and and it wasn't the worst game in the world, but like, in the grand scheme of things, it wasn't a return to form. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. As far as Halo goes, and I feel like what Sony is doing is they're sticking to the foundation of gaming and they're providing awesome experiences. You know, there's a standard to their games. They're very memorable. They score high because they put a lot of passion and money into these teams to make these games. And I, and I, I don't know. I think Microsoft at this point is just very big headed and they have their game pass and it's super successful. And we buy these companies and now all those companies games are on here, but like, where's those, like just those gaming experiences that Sony's providing, you know, where, where, where are your games to represent you and like put your name on the map? You know, it's sad. Yeah. And sad. And I agree with you with the Game Pass crutch thing because the deal is why would I put 50 more million dollars into this game when I, I'm not going to make 200 more million out of it because of game sales. Like it's just going to be, it's, it's going to Game Pass whether I spend 50 million yeah. on it or 250 million on it. And so that, now that does end up leading to more money because more people buy Game Pass, but I just yes. don't think, I just don't feel like they get it. Like there's just something that's to- there that they don't get. Me and Andrew talked about this uh, on one of our podcasts. About, I've been like the biggest, like I love Phil Spencer. I think he's, I mean, he was put in charge right after, basically right after the Xbox One was announced. They're like, all right, you're in charge now. Yeah. And he's like, well, dang it. You know, now I have well, to just... dang it. <laughs> <laughs> so I give him the benefit of a doubt on a lot of that stuff. And even like being the one that spearheaded Game Pass and trying everything he, he can do in the Xbox one era to try and set up this console era. But based on what everything, everything you said, everything we've seen the FTC on why he's done some of the stuff that he's done. It's just like, maybe he's not, maybe that's, it's that stuff's just not going to happen if he's no in charge. You know what I mean? Yep. Which I it might like, you see how upset he was at red fall sucked. It's like, we purchased this big company and this game sucks. You know, he was very pissy on the, yeah, but kind I mean, funny like, thing, but it's like they could have postponed it. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, you could have just canceled this. Like, so, like, like here's my you question: You just had the Bo- email that's saying we can eat two and three billion dollars. Yeah, just cancel Redfall. So, like, here's here's my here's my question to you guys because, like, I just don't remember, and I've 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 been out of it with Xbox. Okay? okay, what was the last Xbox game that left an impression like The Last of Us, God of War? Horizon Zero Dawn or Spider-Man. What Xbox game has done what those games have done for us as, as gamers? That's a good question. Their I, biggest I can't hits, remember. Their this biggest is not on the same. Have been these little the indie games as, that come out. As what you're saying, it's not on the same thing. 
but this is kind of what we talked about with Xbox, which is like they had Forza Horizon Five. Like, all right, good. This is great. Okay. And then the next game they came out with, which came out of nowhere, was Hi-Fi Rush. And you're like, all right, we're building momentum. Yeah, I, I did like that. And then it's Redfall, and it just crushes all the momentum that you had. And that's like the cycle that Xbox has been on. Yeah. For quite some time now. But and, you get what I'm saying? Like just memorable, yeah. awesome. It's embedded in you gaming experiences that you talk about for generations. You know sure. what I'm saying? It's just, I don't, I don't know. Here's the best selling here's <laughs> the best selling Xbox games in 2022. Right? I mean, it's Call of Duty before that. I know. I'm just saying, but this, this is to make a point. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, Elden Ring, Madden, Lego Star Wars, FIFA, Call of Duty Vanguard, Call of Duty Black Ops, Gotham Knights, Forza Horizon 5, Saints Row. Where's the exclusive there? It's ninth of Forza. Right? See, that's what I was about to say. I was listening like, to that it. list, and I'm like, "Where's the ex- where's the exclusive? Just gold yeah. game, you know, the game that yep. just represents your your content." The last like, exclusive, and everybody's different. There's, a, I'm not a racing person, so all the Forzas are out the door for me. You're not yeah, a racist. It's not, it's not my. It's the last <laughs> Xbox exclusive game that I was like, "This is a pretty dang good game." Was Quantum Break on the Xbox One, which is from the team that made Control. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember yeah. that. It was basically Control before, like Control came out. Everybody was like, "Oh, it's the best game I've ever played." It's like, well, that's because you didn't have an Xbox One. <laughs> yeah. I forgot that Break, game existed. Really good. Yeah. That game was mm-hmm. really cool because it was like it was like the one like you had the gameplay and then they had like a TV show in between, which was weird, but it was it was it was a really good game. But uh, yeah, it's been a while. And there was also more, I mean, we I, we could go on forever and talk. Um, there was more talk about, uh, or more news about Halo coming out with Matt Booty back. Uh, Booty! A lot, of the, a lot of the original team, a lot of the people from Halo 3 are now in charge of Halo Infinite. Um, and him saying at some, like they all, like they're working on Halo Infinite still. They're not, they're still like gung-ho for Halo Infinite. Now they have like, a lot of the team that was working on the Master Chief collection is overworking on Halo Infinite now. And season four was kind of like the first thing, which is the season that just came out now, that they've had a hand in, um, which supposedly adds a lot of content stuff I haven't been on to play. Yep. But yeah. they, they did kind of double down and being like, we're working to make Halo Infinite. Like, gameplay is not the problem with Halo Infinite. It was. No. The game wasn't gameplay ready was good. to be out. And like... I've watched reviews and stuff. People talking about them playing season four and they're like, they should have launched the game now. Like season four has forge mode. And now we got a bunch of the old maps or or not a bunch of old maps, but a bunch of newer maps and the game modes that we all kind of want. They redid the whole ranking system and experience system and all that kind of stuff. They're like, if the game would have launched like this, people would still be playing it now, but now no one plays. They're burning. Yep. Um, but they also did kind of confirm that certain affinity is working on the Halo Battle Royale. So, fingers crossed for that. Still. Okay. Matthew, any final thoughts before we end this up? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we want to thank everybody for listening. Again, you can find us uh, every Friday on any streaming platform, also on youtubecom backslash. At if you want to see Log on games, you can also find us at Log on Games everywhere. We have a link tree in our bio that will point you towards everything if you want to find us on Instagram or Twitter or whatever. Um, that's going to do it for us here. We will be with you all again next 
Friday. See you. Oh, let's break it.